Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Back afternoon drive. Goodman Mason, watch us milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Last week, Devontae Adams was the highest-paid wide receiver in NFL history. Today, it is now Tyreek Hill as he was traded to the Dolphins for five picks, a first, second, and a fourth-round pick this year, a fourth and a sixth-rounder next year. Dolphins give Hill a four-year, $120 million extension, including $72.2 million guaranteed, highest-paid wide receiver in NFL history. Hill will team up with Tua and Jalen Waddell. Mike Pritchard, longtime friend of mine, mm-hmm. former radio partner of mine. He and I used to go back and forth all the time. And I used to needle him knowing he was a terrific wide receiver in the NFL. And I used to say to him, wide receiver is a dependent position. Okay? Mm-hmm. Should a dependent, would you pay this type of money to any dependent position like Hill? No. How about, uh, okay, how about Devontae Adams? No. How about um how about the kid from the Bengals? If you're also paying the if you're not paying the quarterback, I think that's the thing. If you're if if you're paying a quarterback, Jamar Chase, are you gonna are you gonna pay him this? I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm paying him if I have to pay Joe Burrow. And that's and they are in back to back drafts, so the Bengals are gonna have to face the decision of whether to overcommit to a combination or move on probably here in three or four years. Right. So with that, Chiefs still the favorites in the AFC West. Vegas seems to think so. Vegas thinks so. I would say they're they're a step behind the Chargers right now. I would say that I would I would pick the Chargers today. Okay. To win the AFC West. Okay. So so let's restack the West. Yeah. Who's number one? Chargers. I'm going to go with the Raiders. Okay. Who's number two? In terms of quality of the team or where they finish? Qual- that's a good question. Because I think... That's a good question. Because Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let, let, let's that's t- where scheduling matters. Okay, fine. Let's take schedule out of it. Bet Head-to-head. Head-to-head. Mm-hmm. Okay? So now we're taking scheduling out of it because each team plays each other. And remember twice. last year with Tyreek Hill available... And the Chargers not having J.C. Jackson, not having Cleo Mack. The Chargers beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Hold on. And then they went overtime in Los Angeles. Okay. But if we were... Okay. I don't know if that is necessarily fair, and I'll tell you why. But I got to look this up first, okay? Because the Chiefs struggled to start the season. Yes. Okay? Um... And then when they were playing well, 
it went overtime and it was and the game was ultimately one of those that was decided on a coin flip because the Chiefs won the coin flip and the Chargers never saw the ball in overtime. And even the well, year that, before, those are the rules, man. Yeah. I, I know those are the rules, but I would I would argue that right that even last year in terms of head to head, they were basically equal. The, and now the Chargers are a better team. So I'm gonna go with the Chargers being the best team in the West. The now, if we're going to be really fair about it, which means I'm going to concede a little bit here, the Chiefs last year started the season with a 3-3 three and three record. But let's look at who they lost to. They lost to Baltimore. On the road. Okay. Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. How did you know that off the top of your head? I remember listening to the game. Um, God. I was flipping between. I call you Rain Man because honest to God. I was driving from Jacksonville to Tampa back to my parents' place. Judge Wapner. And I was listening to flipping between the the Chiefs-Ravens game and a Braves-Mets game on the radio. I guess the real question is, listen, they beat Cleveland to start the season. Yeah. Lost to Baltimore on the road. Mm -hmm. Then they lost to the Chargers. Chargers are a really good team. Yes. Even without the additions, they were a really good team last year. And now they're they're talent. They're they're a better team than they were at the end of the season. Yes. They beat Philadelphia. Then they lost to Buffalo. Then they beat Washington. And then they lost to Tennessee. Tennessee had a number one seed. Yeah. Baltimore, though, did not make the playoffs. And the Chargers. Did not make the playoffs. Baltimore was an eight and fourteen before they lost to Mar Jackson for the season, though. Okay, I mean, so, ba- basically, all of these te- the AFC has so many good teams that all of them are four. They're all of them are a four week injury for their quarterback away from tumbling from a number one seed or a number two seed to being out of the playoffs. It's so tight, so tight. So many good teams right now. I mean, looking at their schedule from last year with their losses, they lost to Cincinnati, mm-hmm. went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they lost to. Tennessee, who had the number one seed, and Derrick Henry was healthy yeah. at that time. Yeah. And it's not easy to beat Justin Herbert. But they did start slowly, and then they picked up steam. But then again, they played the Giants, Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers, correct? Mm-hmm. Vegas, Dallas. I'm not going to go down the Dallas road. Uh, they beat Vegas again, but then they beat the Chargers. Yeah. Um. They basically, it's a gauntlet schedule last year. They okay, had. so head to And they have a gauntlet schedule this year. Okay, here we go. And we're going to go through a lot of computations and permutations. Ready? Okay. Neutral field. Broncos, Chargers, who wins? Chargers. Okay, I, I need to write this down, okay? Okay. So, so we've got the Broncos. This is really good radio. Chargers. And he is writing it down, by the Raiders. way. Raiders. Literally, Eric's putting this down on page. Chiefs. Yeah. Okay. Broncos against the Chargers. Got the uh, Chargers. You have the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Okay. On a neutral field. On a neutral field. Broncos, Raiders. Broncos. On a neutral field. Yes. Broncos, Chiefs, neutral field. Chiefs. I want to make it clear, though. I think the Broncos beat the Chiefs okay. at home this year. Okay. Chargers. Well, actually, you, you have Broncos, Chargers. Or Chargers, Broncos, who'd you have winning that game? I had the Chargers winning it. Chargers winning that game. Chargers, Raiders. Chargers. Chargers. Chargers, KC. Chargers. Okay. I'm doing this for a reason. Raiders, Broncos. 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 Uh, I had Chargers over Raiders. Raiders, Chargers. I had Chargers over Raiders. Chargers over Raiders. And then Chargers, KC. Uh... No, it's or is it? Are we? I thought it was Raiders. I mean Raiders, Casey. Uh, Casey. 
Casey. Okay. Then you have Casey and the Broncos. I have Casey over the Broncos. Casey over the Broncos. Casey Chargers. Chargers. Yep. Raiders, Casey. 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 So what this you is... ha- what you have here is the Chargers are three and zero. Uh huh. Okay. On neutral fields, which neutral. doesn't happen. Right. Neutral field. Although, well, I mean, can Los we, Angeles you, might be exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you have the Chargers going three and zero. You have the Chiefs going two and one, and and the uh, Broncos and Raiders both going one and two. No, I had the Raiders at zero and three actually because no. I had. No, you had them. No, that's not. No, what. I had the Raiders losing to KC. Losing the Broncos. Losing the Chargers. And losing the Chargers. I cannot. Why do you think so lowly of a team that is so loaded with offensive talent and a brilliant offensive mind as the head coach? Please don't tell me you're going down the road that he twirls his whistle. No. I, like I've said, they're the biggest wild card. If, jo- if Josh McDaniels has improved his people skills, they could be the best team in the division. I have to see it before I buy into it. All right. You know, um, if I if I bump into Josh McDaniels at the league meeting next week, maybe I'll change my opinion if I have a conversation with him. Well, he's gained weight, so maybe he has gained wisdom. I mean, he's he's in his forties. It happened, you know. I Metab- I, well, you, I look fantastic. You at do. You look great. But uh, so, what's his excuse? Uh, metabolism's a hell of a thing sometimes. So is testosterone. Hey now. Hang it on. is. I take it. I'll be Hang the first on. one to tell Hang you that. On. I've been on testosterone for years. Oh, man. Well, no. The, listen. Here, Mace, if if you ask somebody, what would you rather not talk about on air? Uh-huh. Being on testosterone or having mental health issues, which is something you have talked about at length, <laughs> which do you think people would rather not talk about? Because I can tell you right now, both have one thing in common. Both are in your DNA and you have no control over it. If it was something I could control, then maybe I'd be embarrassed. I just didn't know this was going to come turn into a testosterone conversation. Well, you, you said that he's gained weight and he's in his forties. Maybe he should be I on said, testosterone. I said it's a metabolism thing, I and mean. that and that's how testosterone helps you with your metabolism. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so you have the Chiefs as the second best team in terms of quality of roster, yes, and team quality of team, yes. But where I have them finishing in the standings is different. Right. Because, I mean, just you kind of rattled off some of the, the, the Chiefs results last year. And uh, they got off to a slow start. They got off to a slow start. But one of the things Eric that the enemy was calling plays, by the way. Yeah. But and then, and then when they weren't playing well offensively, Andy Reid pulled them back. But against against good to playoff caliber teams, we're, we're counting, you know, so that's playoff teams plus those that were kind of on the fringe. Uh, like the Chargers, they lost six of those games. They won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm not counting the Packers because they were without Aaron Rodgers that day. They won. They were eight and six against playoff caliber teams, basically. Right. And so all. And now you look at their schedule. Should have been the Bengals in Cincinnati. They, they blew. Should've, they blew. Should have, but they didn't. But they didn't. And then they lost the Bengals again in the AFC Championship, which showed that what happened in Cincinnati wasn't a fluke. Right. And you look at the Raiders' schedule, or the Chiefs' schedule, pardon me, and the only teams on that schedule that you could say are not playoff contenders are the Texans, the Jaguars, and over in the NFC, the Seahawks. Every other team on that schedule, including 
Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks, or, or Rams, Cardinals, 49ers are in the playoff conversation. They're going to have to, everyone's going to have to run through a gauntlet, but then they also have Tampa Bay and Cincinnati and the Bills on top of it. The other AFC West teams don't have. Coming up after the break, Rams general manager Les Snead famously said, F them picks. Well, apparently the Broncos and the Browns and the Dolphins and the Raiders agree, along with a bunch of other teams who don't seem to value picks over current players. Is this becoming a trend? And is this a trend that will continue? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my guy, Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. I've worked with him for well over five years. I do my auto, my home. I'm going to be doing my life likely with him as well. And I do my health insurance with him. And unlike most farmers agencies, they don't do health insurance. His does health insurance, and he has been a lifesaver for me on so many different levels. His staff at Cook Insurance has over 70 years of experience. They know the right questions to ask to get you the right policy. They check in with you every year to make sure you have exactly what you need. And I can tell you from firsthand experience, a lot of agents I've worked with don't do that. They just let it roll over. And that's not the right way to do it. Give them a call today, 303-790-8089, 790-8089. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. When the Rams held their Super Bowl parade, General Manager Les Snead famously said, F them picks, because he gave up a bunch of picks for Jalen Ramsey and Von Miller and Matthew Stafford, NFL copycat league. Broncos gave up a bunch of picks for Russell Wilson. Cleveland gave up a bunch of picks for Deshaun Watson. Tyreek Hill, you know about the trade today. They gave up a bunch of picks to the Dolphins. Devontae Adams. The Packers got back a bunch of picks for him. Is this the wave of the future? It's the wave of the future until you look around and see how many teams that are doing this did not end up winning a Super Bowl. Right. That's the thing. Most of those of these teams are going to be disappointed. I'll tell you this, and you and I talked about it right before we walked in the door. I understand Tyreek Hill is a big loss but I'm not a fan of giving that type of money to a dependent 
position. Mm -hmm. There was a streak of like 20 to 25 years where a Hall of Fame wide receiver did not win a Super Bowl. And I remember that stat, but I got to look back at the years Mm -hmm. where a Hall of Fame wide receiver or a Super Bowl winning team did not have a Hall of Fame wide receiver. It would have started for something like 25 years. It would have started like after the Cowboys run, right? Because they had Michael Irvin. Correct. So it would have basically. Did the 95 Niners have Jerry Rice at that time? 94 Niners had Jerry Rice. Yes, they did. Okay. So probably after that. Um, They've had tight end. Like. Like Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp. Right. Oh, you know, um, Isaac Bruce would have changed that. Okay. Because he just got in and he won it with the Rams in 1999. Yep. Um, Torrey Holt, too. He's not in yet. He will be. He should be, but he's not in yet. But he will be. Yeah. But I, so, yeah. So it won't be, it won't be the same length of time anymore. It, it already isn't. It, you can, but I think you can go back to, I think now you can go back to the year 2000. In the year 2000? Can't get that high. Remember the old Conan O'Brien thing? In the year 2000? I, I do. Okay, I can't get that high, though. Well, I that's not totally true on a different level, but I digress. Hey, 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 hey. Why are you laughing, Danny? That was good. That was good. That was funny. Thank that you. Was. Really? Oh, why? I said something funny. That's great. I'm surprised there wasn't a rim shot on that. You and I had this conversation. I was too busy laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and I... Yeah. You and I had this discussion, and I agree with you. The Chiefs, I think, are going to come out better in this as long as they draft well, and their guy who runs the draft mm-hmm. uh, is starting to build a pretty good track record. You brought up a great point. What if the Chiefs decide to use one of their first-round picks, if he's available, on Trey McBride? How How's that going to be covering two pass-catching tight ends? I mean... It, it, it's something to think about. Now, I think uh, you you made a good point. They do have defensive needs, and I think they will. Uh, would they have if they stick at twenty nine and thirty? One of those picks is going to be defense, and one of those picks, and one of those picks could be offense. Sure, um, they could take two second round yeah. picks though and trade back into the first round. They could, and then they get three guys mm-hmm. on potential five year. But last year they found out of their six picks, they found three. Pretty good starters in two O linemen, Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey, and then Nick Bolton at linebacker. So Veach is Veach is getting better at his drafts have gotten steadily better as he's settled in 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 place of John Dorsey, who doesn't have people skills but is a hell of a personnel evaluator, right? And was largely responsible for building the the Chiefs team that uh, has contended the last few years. Eight teams don't have first round picks. Next month. Uh-huh. Bears, Broncos, Browns, Dolphins, Colts, Raiders, 49ers, and the Rams. Dolphins and Raiders traded their picks to acquire a wide receiver. Uh-huh. Again, I don't believe you trade that type of draft capital for a wide receiver unless you have a dynamite quarterback. Yes. Uh, Tyreek Hill will make Tua a better quarterback. I don't know if they are a Super Bowl caliber team, though, with Tyreek Hill. Well, six other teams traded their picks to acquire quarterbacks, mm-hmm. including the Broncos. Is there another? I don't believe in doing it for wide receivers. I think I've repeated that more than a few times. Is there a position outside of quarterback that you would trade pretty decent draft capital for? Edge rusher. Yep. I'd give up a first and a second for Joey Bosa. Yeah. I think that's it. 
in other words, quarterback or the player who is most likely to help contain a quarterback. That's what it comes... Ultimately, it all comes down to the quarterback. Like, for example, the Seahawks trading multiple ones for Jamal Adams' safety. That was stupid. Yeah. Looks really stupid now in retrospect. They could use that draft capital today. Well, they've got it. They just made a trade with the Broncos. But they had to get rid of their quarterback to do it. They didn't want their quarterback. And he didn't want to be there. So even if they didn't make the trade for Jamal Adams with the way they were drafting, he might have wanted out of their they last. Should year. have been trying to make Russell Wilson happy long ago. It was because they just let because they just let the most precious resource that their organization has ever had wither on the vine, become unhappy, and eventually want out. What you don't believe in Drew Locke? As a guy who can play quarterback, sure. <laughs> As a future Hall of Famer who can stack up nine Pro Bowl seasons in 10 years as Russell Wilson just did? No. Coming up after the break, we're going to go live to Las Vegas. We're going to bring in our longtime friend, Mike Pritchard. He covers the Raiders out there. What does he think about this crazy couple of weeks of free agency? Raiders picked up a couple of great players. Also talked to him about Tyreek Hill. And how would he stack the AFC West? That's next. It's like to know that I'm mithering. I would swallow my pride, I would choke on the rinds, but the lack thereof would leave me empty inside. Swallow my doubt, turn it inside out, find nothing but faith in nothing. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us smileysports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in a longtime friend and my former radio partner, Mike Pritchard, now does a ton of media work out in Las Vegas. Covering the Raiders is one of those things that he does. Of course, you remember him winning a national championship here at Colorado, also is a first-round draft pick by the Atlanta Falcons, and he spent a short amount of time with the Broncos along with many other NFL teams. How are you, Pritch? I'm good. How are you guys doing? How are you feeling as a wide receiver that uh, Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill got paid? You know, I like to think of it as paving the way for those guys. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. No, it's incredible. <laughs> it's, it really is. I mean, to think like the advertised number for Tariq is like 30 million, right? Yeah. Uh, we all know from a guarantee standpoint and how many years he's going to play and they'll probably restructure and all that, but no, it, it really is uh, a new precedent, a new age. I mean, I think that we knew the league was going in that direction because they wanted an emphasis. They put an emphasis on scoring. Uh, and now the receivers are getting paid for that because they are an integral part of what takes place on the field each and every Sunday. 
Okay, anytime a topic comes up about wide receiver, I bring your name up, as you and I used to go back and forth jokingly about the wide receiver being a dependent position. Okay, And at the end of the day, Devontae Adams is, is fantastic. So is Tyreek Hill. But with that, quarterback's going to be number one. If you had to pay players in order of position, quarterback being number one, where does wide receiver fall on that list? Obviously, number two. Oh, stop it. <laughs> there, there's no debate oh, about it. Stop there's it. No de- look at the salaries. Look at the salaries. You're going to have a debate about that? Who are you going to debate with? Who would you rather have, Tyreek Hill or Joey Bosa, okay, an edge rusher? Who's paid more? I would that, rather have Tyreek. That, that's not what I asked. Who would you rather have? I would rather, I would rather have Tyreek. You know what? I can't go down this road with you anymore because I'm, I'm, I, because you know what? You're going to look at me, and go wait, like you know, wait. You're going to give me the wait. Let's talk no, about I'm not, no. I'm not. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. How yeah. many sacks did Joey have last year? I'll just pick any top edge rusher. Any okay. guy, any guy who, who pressures the quarterback. Sure. Okay. How many touchdowns did Cooper Cup have last year? Oh, so you're picking the best of the bunch. Well, you're talking about you're trying to pick the best too. Like we can take any average yeah. pass rusher, and right. they don't have double digit sacks. But if we're talking about the elite players, and obviously we're talking about Tariq, we're talking about Cooper Cup, we're talking about these guys, Devontae Adams, who's making that kind of money. And you paved the way for them. Let's talk about the division now. With all of these changes, Mason and I have had this conversation earlier today. Take away the Chiefs' schedule, which is a buzzsaw, meaning as a first-place schedule, they get the Bills, they get the Titans. Who else do they get? Uh, the, well, and the, the Bengals. They, well, the thing is, everybody in the AFC West gets the AFC South. Right. So right. they all get the Titans. Right. And they all get, they get, everybody gets the NFC West, so they all get the Rams, the Niners, right. Seahawks. But the extra games. But the extra three games right. for the Chiefs are Cincinnati, right. Buffalo yeah. and Tampa Bay, yeah. whereas for the the Raiders, for example, getting the second place teams, the Raiders would get um, Pittsburgh, New England, yeah. and New Orleans. Okay, so, so there's a difference there. So with that, take away the schedule, and I understand that it's all about what your record is in terms of rosters right now of the four teams who are. Top to bottom, best teams one to four. Not not in terms of schedule because we know they're going to have to play. You know, right? Some, okay. So who has the best rosters as of right now? I mean, if we're talking one through fifty-three, uh, well, I, t- I would you, you go to, top guys if you want to. Well, no, I, I would go the Chargers probably. Yep. At number one, yep. um, I would go. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I think the other three are equal. I, I think right now the Chargers have the best roster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And everybody else is pretty much – because you, you got you got everybody else in transition. I mean, I think uh, the Chiefs are going to be in transition. Certainly the Raiders kind of are with a new coach too. Uh, and then if you throw in what the Broncos have done, a new head coach, uh, unproven – um, same kind of situation right there. So I, I think everybody else is equal. I think the Chargers are ahead of everybody because of the continuity aspect uh, and the fact that they have that quarterback and they've added to that roster with some really, really great players there. So you mentioned Chargers ahead, but everyone else kind of equal. What, 
between the Broncos, Raiders, and Chiefs, what's going to separate one of them from the other two? I think if it comes together from for the Raiders' standpoint, um, they have a chance to win the division, to be honest with you. I agree. Uh, I think, you know, the whole relationship with uh, D. Carr and Devontae Adams, that, that thing is, is kind of the added element that I think the Raiders have been missing in terms of the continuity. Um, uh, you throw in the head coach, play caller, uh, if they get that in sync with Josh McDaniels, you know that that's off the charts too. And you can't forget about Chandler Jones being added to Max Crosby. I mean, Eric, you were just talking about uh, edge rushers right yeah. there. I mean, that that combination could be deadly too. So, um, uh, Rocky Sin is in the back end too, and they got some young talent on the back end. So, yeah, I, I put the the Raiders with a really great chance of winning the division if it comes together. Right? A lot has to happen, I think, in Denver. Certainly, Russell and, and Hackett uh, being on the same page. Uh, and then out there with the Chiefs, I, I think it's trending the other way with that football team at this point. We're talking with Mike Pritchard. Covers the Raiders out in Las Vegas. Used to be my radio partner, and fortunately for him, he escaped to Las Vegas to get away from me. You remember him winning a national championship with the Buffs. Also played a long time in the NFL, and he was drafted eight rounds before I was in the NFL draft as he was a first-round <laughs> pick. Let's talk about Josh McDaniels. As people in Denver still have PTSD about this guy. We know he's a brilliant offensive mind. What mm-hmm. gives you an indication, other than him saying, I've changed, that he truly has changed? You know, that, that remains to be seen. Um, people can talk about that all the time, right? People can talk about changing all the time, but until you see it, until there's evidence of it, you really won't know. Uh, I, you, you have an experience like he had out there in Denver. Uh, obviously, you're going to have to change. You're going to have to uh, create your own identity. Uh, and, and I'll tell you this much. I, I think for, for his position, he's going to have to earn the respect of a team that went to the playoffs last year. I mean, I know he's gotten rid of a lot of players or didn't sign back, but he's retained uh, the core group of players that went to the playoffs last year. So uh, in my opinion, I I think he's going to have to earn their respect and and, and establish that credibility. So for his sake, I'm I'm sure, and and, you're hopeful that he has changed. Um, And he's admitted to his faults out there in Denver. He admitted to not being involved or engaged with everybody in the building and, and being in his own world. So uh, we'll see if that happens, if it plays out that way later on this year. Um, looking at what the Raiders did do in terms of their moves, which was more important, adding Devontae Adams or re-signing Max Crosby? Adding Devontae Adams. I mean, the, the Raiders, they haven't had a playmaker like that since... I mean, you got to go back to Tim Brown. Yeah, yeah you got to go back to Jerry Rice and Tim Brown at the same time. I mean, th- this guy is a premium player. I mean, uh, I don't know how much you've watched uh, of Green Bay, but he is—he is phenomenal. He really is. Uh, he's going to be a big play threat. He's also going to be a threat in the red zone. And then the compliment to Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, and, and, and certainly um, Drake, uh, Kenyon Drake, when he gets healthy. Uh, they, the Raiders, they have a pretty potent offense right there. The only questions would be offensive line, similar to what's going on out there in Denver. Uh, they can solidify that. Uh, I think from a passing standpoint, from a play-calling standpoint, uh, it could be off the charts out here in Vegas. 
High praise for Devontae Adams coming from another wide receiver, but who would you rather have? Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill? Devontae Adams. Why? He can do more. He can do more. Tyreek, Tyreek is just a speed guy. He's a speed guy uh, who creates big plays, um, and he's a gimmick guy. I mean, he's not a, a polished route runner. Yeah. Uh, he's not a guy that, you know, if it's third and eight, you can count on him creating separation all the time. Yeah. Uh, but he is a big play threat. He really is. Uh, I, I think the complement of Kelsey and, and others and certainly the unicorn that they have a quarterback uh, made a big difference for him. Um, but in terms of route running, big play ability, catching, line up all over the field, um, can make tough catches, can get open, can can get first downs, can get touchdowns, and do everything necessary. That's, that's Devontae Adams, hands down. I am sure you have talked about this on your show. Um, is there a better quartet of skill position players in the league than what you have in Las Vegas? Jacobs, Adams, Renfro, and Waller. Yeah, it, it gets tough to see that. How do you cover those of, guys? I mean, seriously. I, I don't know. Right, and then you throw in the play caller who has six yeah. ball rings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty exciting uh, what could happen. Again, but it's all on paper, right? Um, you know, I think the world of, of Eric Bieniemy and certainly um, Andy Reid and, and what they've done, but, but I, I think that window is closing, whereas other teams within the division, uh, I go back to the Chargers and what they're doing, uh, in addition to the Raiders, I, I mean, that, that window could be opening right there. And so uh, you look at the landscape of the entire AFC, uh, you have to do this. It, it is nuts right now. I mean, think of the Patriots as probably the 11th or 10th best team yes. in the conference now, right? Um, as opposed to what it used to be. And so uh, times are changing. It, it always evolves this way. Uh, and you got to be ready for it. Uh, and certainly the, the all-in mentality is allowing people to be ready for it. I know you follow the Broncos. Uh, do you think the Broncos make the playoffs? And It's not even meant to sound like a silly question because you have 12 to 13 legitimate teams in the AFC mm-hmm. that can make the playoffs. I mean, if you took three of them and stuck them in the NFC, I think they'd all make it. Right. We'll count on a mistake from a first-year head coach. Yep. Count on some of those coming yep. from Hackett. Right. Uh, count, come on, you know, count on... Um, and an injury or two. I I think the Broncos' defense is pretty good, but it, it you know it, it's not it's not the Chargers, uh, and certainly it's not what the Raiders can have on paper either. Um, but I, yeah, it, it gets very interesting right there. I mean, if you if you count on a few blunders, I, that's going to be dicey whether or not they make the playoffs. Okay, one more quick thing uh, before we go. Uh, you and I are going to be playing golf in Vegas in about three weeks, and I'm hope and, and I'm hoping you will agree to this. Because I have always said the quarterback makes the wide receiver, and you have said, foolishly, the wide receiver makes the quarterback. I'm going to give you two strokes aside, and whoever wins goes on the other one show, if you would ever invite me, and says <laughs> the, what the other person always says. On the record, mm. on the record. Mm-hmm. Two strokes aside, really, is that, is that, I mean, really? That's what we're talking here? Are you saying you're so bad you need more? Yeah, I mean, come on, man. I mean, Do you I, still I'm have that big hook? Do you, st- do you still, like, aim, like, if, if noon is straight ahead, do you, are you still at about, like, 9, 30, 10 o'clock with your foot placement? It could be 8, depending on if there's a house <laughs> nearby. 
Um, <laughs> An eight. So you're, yeah, so, so you're not facing the fairway at all. Right. It, it depends on if there's like a nice house nearby or something like that. Yeah, right. absolutely. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do damage to how to many strokes crit. do you need? How many strokes do you uh, need? Let me, let me, cons- let me think about that. I mean, you can't put me on the spot like right now. I got to think about that. Well, I just did put you on the spot. So how many strokes do you That's need? What I'm saying I'm going to get off the spot and let me think about it. Okay. All right. All right. Pritch, thanks for your time as always. I'll see you in three weeks, pal. All right. Sounds good, guys. See you, man. What, uh, what do we have coming up on the final word? Coming up on Just In Case You Missed It, the Colorado Avalanche hosting the Vancouver Canucks this evening and Adidas launching a new NIL network that uh, could be paying a ton of student-athletes. We'll talk about that next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman if you're looking for Wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Just in case you missed it, the Vancouver Canucks in town tonight taking on the Colorado Avalanche at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time at Ball Arena. It'll be Darcy Kemper in net and Andrew Cogliano set to make his Avs debut. Arturi Lekkanen 50-50 to play for Colorado as the immigration process is ongoing. Uh, The Avs have beat Vancouver already twice this year. This will be the third and final meeting of the season. They won 7-1. They won 4-2. What's the result tonight? Five to two, Abs. Twenty-seven to three. I already bet the under. Darn it! <laughs> I, don't, I don't see the Abs losing. Great. Uh, just in case you missed it, Adidas launching a NIL network that will allow more than fifty thousand student athletes across twenty-three sports and hundred and nine schools the ability to become paid spokespeople for the brand. The students will initially get a percentage of their sales that they drive on adidas.com or in the Adidas app. And there are further payment, further ways that they can get paid down the line as well. Uh, 50,000 is an awful lot of student athletes. What do you think about this NIL plan for Adidas? It seems like it's a little watered down to me. Well, it's watered down, but you imagine uh, that the athletes maybe uh, ha- have a way to, uh, whether it's uh, having their name on on something that's sold, or is it like a like a code? Like if you 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 tell the at like the athlete goes on social media and says, "Hey, okay, buy you know go go buy the stuff from my school and use the promo code John Smith, and that's my name," and then. They get a kickback on it. I mean, that's what it kind of sounds like to me. What do you think? 
Yeah, I would imagine there will be links as yeah. well that you can click the link in my bio to either mm -hmm. whether it's shop from their collection of yeah. Adidas apparel or shop just with a with a URL that's directed them there from their social media so they get credit for the visit. Which will get some, which would create some competition among teammates. Absolutely, like, yeah. Hey, I don't want you buying it from this, uh, you know, receiver. Buy it from me, the offensive lineman, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's just going to be at schools that are uh, mm -hmm. that are Adidas partners, right. so that limits it as well. But yeah, I would imagine that will create some yeah. some competition within the team, which could be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, one thing, like with like for example, though, like just the NIL thing. I was, um, I got an email from a company, like a, a promotional email, saying, "Oh, hey, you can now you can buy." bobbleheads with current North Carolina basketball players, right? And obviously, they will get a, a, a share of the money that is made. That's the sort of thing we're going to see a lot more. We're going to see player names on jerseys in college ranks. Usually, we didn't see that until after they left They left school going on at the pros, and they'll get a cut. If you really want to make money, build your social media, get over a million followers, like I believe a... It was a gymnast, a, right? Well, there are a couple of female yeah. basketball players, I think, out west, like Arizona State or something like that. I think that. Fresno State. They're twins, right? Or yes. Like, yes. Yes. Uh, somewhere out west, and they have a huge TikTok following. That's where the money is, because you become an, you become an influencer. Mm -hmm. The Cavender that, twins. Yes. Haley and Hannah. And they make a fortune and good they on are, them. They are poised to make $1 million. Mr. Powers. Yeah. Red Hot Magma. Just in case you missed it, Ashley Barty, the number one ranked women's tennis player in the world, has announced her retirement at the tender age of 25, less than two months after winning the Australian Open. Barty said, it's time to chase other dreams. She had taken some time off earlier in her career. She did. She was a well. Wimbledon junior champion yes. and took a couple years off. She played some cricket in Australia, her home country, and then got back onto uh, the tennis courts. Had a lot of success, but at 25, it would be pretty nice to retire at 25. Tennis is one of those sports that you start at a really early age. Mm -hmm. And same thing with swimming. A lot of sports, really. And parents need to keep a solid eye on burnout mm -hmm. because that happened famously with Jennifer Capriati. She burned out and then started burning them, and it became a big national story. Um, yep. And as a parent, you really have to monitor this. You do. And when and when Ash Barty took time off, it was uh, back in 2014 and uh, in 20 in, in 2016. So it was about a year and a, a half. And she said, "Quote." It was too much too quickly for me as I've been traveling from quite a young age, unquote. She said she just needed a break. I think probably it's somebody who she knows she's very good at tennis, but there are other passions that she has. And uh, I think and maybe she's just said enough. You can't really blame her. And she goes out on top as a as a champion of a major event in her home country. Good for her. All right, that's going to do it for us. Nolan and Danny, great job as always. Mace, you were terrific as usual. I will try and do better tomorrow. Make it the best possible night you can. Yeah, one last,